0: Bismuth, atomic number 83, is the most strongly diamagnetic element, but this is not saying much, as diamagnetism is one of the weakest, least impressive forms of magnetism. The strongest form of magnetism is ferromagnetism, the force behind maglev trains, MRI machines, and particle accelerators. The first ferromagnetic substance to be discovered was magnetite, a mineral that forms beautiful octahedral crystals. The octahedron is, of course, the third platonic solid. The Duel of the Cube, associated with the element of air, which governs the signs of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And this is the Third Strongest Podcast.
1: I don't know anything about hieroglyphs, but apparently... I know a little bit about hieroglyphs. What do you know about hieroglyphs? They represent
0: consonants.
1: No vowels? Are the vowels, like, implied?
0: The vowels are implied. Interesting. Interesting what did you say sarah
2: i said that's efficient
0: it sure is uh we got the the we we saw the hieroglyphs someone read the hieroglyphs the janitor
1: Um, who apparently is is just like very good at no it says like
0: character name entered the read the hieroglyphs and i'm i'm does it is poo the one who reads the hieroglyphs like, Maybe is, is it implied that I need to look at the video of this Does because he... in the text dump it says character name. Okay. Uh, who
1: might just yeah, be able I... to
0: read hieroglyphs?
1: Yeah, I think it is. If yes. he
0: is, that's uh, interesting. And it's I on want his to character sheet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, WikiBound mentions that he can read the
1: hieroglyphs. There you okay, go. The okay. Who
0: is the one who read the hieroglyphs? Wonderful. Impressive. Thank you. Um, yeah.
1: We can read them and then talk to the janitor man, and he will give us a like Polaroid of the hieroglyphs. I, I guess more, I, I never read it
0: as a, I thought of it as like a translated like piece of loose leaf, I guess. Hmm.
1: I guess that makes more sense. In my head, it's like he took a snapshot of it, but it probably makes more sense that it's like written out in a way that would be easy to read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially, Especially considering, since- yeah.
0: Yeah, if we lose our party member who is able to re- translate the hieroglyphs, then. Although, hopefully, we'll only lose that party member after we've already used the information on the hieroglyphs.
1: Well, now we have that, and now we know where we're supposed to go. So we should probably. The
0: plot is in Scaraba. We should walk the plot out is in the pyramid.
1: of the museum, mm-hmm, taking some steps go. towards Scaraba. Uh, but wait, there's a phone. Wow. There's a phone ringing.
0: And it's not my cell phone ringing. No, this is applicator. Someone bossing me around. How
1: many phones do we have to answer in the game? It's just this and it for our dad, right? At the beginning, uh, are there any other phones we have to pick up?
0: I have like a vague memory that there might be. Maybe I'm thinking about um, the phone in Moonside that. Looks like it's ringing when it's not in use, yeah. So that doesn't Mm. count.
1: So, this is a big deal that you have to pick up this phone. It's Uh, yeah.
0: What happens if you try to leave without picking up the phone? You can walk out, oh, and walk away, nothing happens. And if you walk back in, that phone is still ringing.
1: Wow, (laughs) cool. And I I think it's kind of weird to answer it, (laughs) yeah. Well, the receptionist is like gone for some Mm. reason. Where'd they go? They're at lunch? I don't know. I think the hitman will tell you to go pick up that phone.
0: Awesome. Anyway. Yeah, I was trying to uh, see in, in the text dump where the hint of the guy. I might uh, be wrong on that. The hitman telling you to answer the phone. Um, I, I'm not seeing it when I search for a phone, but. Okay. Um.
2: Hmm. Yeah, is it possible to not answer the phone? Is this like
1: something you I have think, to do to Zach progress? Zach says it is. I think mm-hmm. advancing the phone is what lets us do the next part of the game. Yes. Uh, which actually,
0: oh good. I I, oh, go I, I, ju- I want to know what happens if you if you ignore the phone and then you um, just go on with the rest of the game. You're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff, and I wonder if there's anything in the game that like can get you back on this track because what's going to happen is the game is, is forking. Uh, it has become nonlinear briefly mm. because you absolutely can get on the boat to Scaraba like you think you're supposed to. But when yeah. you answer the phone, you find out about something else you might want to do instead.
1: Yeah. So which, uh, so let's, let's talk to the person at the other uh, end of the line who is mr spoon the curator probably of the foreside museum that we previously i think we visited uh, and he's looking for yeah. mr fork who is the curator of the Scarabin museum here and he's got some big discovery that he wants to tell him about so you should come check it out so,
2: I did think it was strange that his name is Mr. Spoon before I realized that there was a reason for that.
1: <laughs> it's just an odd name.
0: And in Japanese, they're like Mr. Chopstick and Mr. Rice Bowl or something like mm. that? I
1: think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, paired <laughs> names, it's good. Mm-hmm. So we get that clue, and now we have a fork in the road. One time hey. leads us back to foresight where we get up to some stuff, and the other time. Leads us to Scaraba. Uh, choose yeah, a everybody's scenario, talking about Scaraba.
2: Cupo. Maybe we should have like a branching podcast where you can fast forward to the other one if you want to go that way first, or yeah. you can just keep listening now if you want to go to wherever we're going to go.
0: Okay, let's do that.
2: <laughs> we probably should have planned that if we're going to do that.
0: No, no, no. This is great. This is
1: great. <laughs> All right. So does that mean that this episode ends and then there's just like three different episodes or do we just put timestamps?
0: Mm. Well, here's what happens. We're going to get to through the entire fork in this episode or the entire time in this episode. So yeah. if you want to skip this time, just go to the next episode. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah,
2: makes sense. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about Scaraba. I think that would be a reasonable place to go next.
0: The I Now that I see in the hints... What it does is, um, the texts, sorry, for the text dump anyway, the hints for the main sequence of the game, ignoring this tine, all appear in order. And then after, like, the well, you beat the game uh, hint, then there are uh, a few hints having to do with this tine that are, like, sectioned Hmm. off.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: It'd be interesting to see, like, how they decide whether you are following this track or not
2: yeah
0: like do they give you the hint for the thing you're doing at the time or i don't know anyway it,
1: it would be fun to like play the game and try and do as few sanctuaries as possible until mm. the very end oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah see if anything changes Makes yeah less sense. <laughs> yeah uh, i don't what think i, happens I would
0: they're realized trillion other... age sprout but... becomes much meaner and diamondizes you oh yeah that's what happened one time when i forgot to get milky well yeah i assumed that it was the game punishing me (laughs) oh what does mr spoon say at if we go to the museum
1: uh we go back to foreside and he says that he has found some major discovery but he's not gonna just let you in you got to do something for him first uh, he wants the autograph of the new musical act in town, Venus. Fair uh, enough. Who okay. we had briefly seen before because she had an on-stage appearance with the Runaway Five when we were leaving town. <laughs> or we weren't leaving town. They were leaving town. But then they should back up. It's confusing. And... He specifically says he wants it...
0: What does he say he
1: wants the, uh...
0: I think he asks for it on a pencil or an eraser it might be an eraser this might be another eraser bit
2: it is an eraser
0: yeah i don't know why like can you bring could you bring me her autograph on an eraser but then he says oh if you get her autograph on anything don't worry about the eraser i don't care if the autograph is written on toilet paper yeah very generous i want to point out to talk to mr spoon about this we have to pay 20 bucks to get into the museum Mm. Now, to try and get an autograph from Venus, we're going to go to the Chipola Theater and we're going to pay another 30 bucks to get a ticket to the show. And this part of the quest involves a lot of paying to get into places, which is funny to me.
2: That's a good point. At least we have enough money now that it's not such a big deal. Yeah. But it's still a lot to ask. I mean, you'd think he would at least give you a free ticket to the museum if you're going to get an autograph for him.
0: Absolutely. No, everyone's a cheapskate in this game it's It's all a big racket that too um i'm gonna go to the topola i'm gonna see venus perform cool we haven't really talked about venus it's my it was always my assumption like as a kid that venus was based on madonna in some way Hmm. i don't know if she actually resembles madonna I don't really know that much about Madonna, but this has been my assumption for a long time, and you guys now have the opportunity to disillusion me.
2: I never thought of her as, like, matched with anyone in real life in particular. I don't know if there are any references that imply that, but I think that's fair. There's there's nothing that says she's not like
1: Madonna. I thought Madonna's thing was not, like, gowns and, I don't know. I, I I guess I don't know much about Madonna either, but okay. Venus is... I whole, want our
0: Madonna experts to write into the podcast. Please, Madonna mm-hmm.
1: herself, write yeah, into Madonna the podcast. Yeah, Madonna would be great. And tell us if, if could, you inspired this uh, sprite in a video game.
0: The way she performs in this game uh, is... Again, like with the Runaway 5, it was my contention that they did a great job of making a Blues Brothers performance in the Super NES game um, with all the choreography that they can muster with these sprites. And Venus's performance is much more low-key and arguably boring, uh, but it's still really well put together, especially at the very end when she walks off stage and they just animate her walking really slowly and like have her turn around at the right times uh <laughs> it was a labor of love to make this look as good as it does
1: yeah this is very well thought out um we also see mr spoon try and jump the stage in the middle of the performance oh, yeah. <laughs> and get carried off stage uh and venus is doesn't funny, miss a
0: beat she it goes on like she she runs away from him, but she doesn't stop singing.
1: Professional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: it's fun. I like I like the voice sample because it's it's, you know, Yeah. We previously the music for the Running Five was, like a much different, like really, you know, SNES quality MIDI instruments kind mm-hmm. of doing it in a way that makes it passable as like a Blues Brothers song. But for Venus we've got, you know, She's primarily this, like, singer, and so they bust out this, like, really low-quality voice sample (laughs) that they pitch up and down, and every time an old game like this does that, I'm like, I like it a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it makes me feel like a good singer.
1: (laughs) There's something very quaint about, like, oh, no, we don't have space on this to actually record voice, so we're gonna just... Use this little sample and pitch it up and down, and it'll be fine. It'll totally pass, and it totally passes. It's great.
0: Yeah, you You know, your imagination. It definitely crossed their minds to have like lyrics on the screen for this, Mm. but they didn't do that.
1: This game, I guess, this game came out post Final Fantasy VI, so they. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the that's the other game of this era that does the voice samples but that has on screen lyrics happening. Yeah.
0: So it must have been a conscious decision not to have the lyrics. I, the and li- we could investigate why they why they thought about it that way. I or we can I bet ideas.
1: it's because mm-hmm. they don't really have a way to like superimpose text on the screen that's not an entire text box.
2: Mm. That makes sense. And
1: if you put an entire text box on the screen, it would block a lot of the action that they were trying to convey.
2: Yeah, the visuals are really important in these shows
1: because in Final Fantasy 6 when they do the opera, they like superimpose text so it's like less obtrusive on the screen, I think
0: most of the time. Mm.
1: okay until you have to make but, like a like, decision point.
0: They could have figured something out. They could have used the wider battle text box. they could have put it at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. If they okay. wanted to put lyrics on the screen, they would have figured something out.
1: Well, and we've talked about how they're, like, very deliberately preserving the text box for pretty much most of the action in the game. In times where they could have, like, you know... we talk- The text box is one of, like, the two modes of that the game has to convey stuff to us. So, mm-hmm. I think them not... Uh, opting to not add an extra system is both, like, prudent and also a choice like a deliberate choice like okay no we're focusing on the action of the scene
2: hmm.
1: well that was a good performance amazing none of the audience has anything to say about it again oh yeah <laughs> uh but <laughs> they've be, seen but it be, all yeah they're jaded jaded yeah. city folk
2: city people yeah but uh, because could... go
0: into the backstage room, the guy will let you into the backstage, the green room, because you're a friend of the Runaway Five. So he's like, then I'll let you see Venus. The Runaway Five aren't even in this city right now.
2: Yeah, but you must be like well known as a music fan
0: uh, or like, yeah. a,
2: you know, a, a person who's trusted by famous musicians. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll go handing out diamonds and cash. They don't know.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Well, Venus is here. We can talk to her. You can actually come talk to her like before you get this quest to yes. obtain this yeah. autograph. And you kind of just get like a... I don't even remember what the dialogue is, but it's just like a... a, a nothing, She's a bit, a,
0: a bit dismissive. A nothing yeah. piece
1: of dialogue to get you out of there because the game is telling you you're not supposed to be here yet.
0: Uh, but like... In contrast to The Runaway Five, nothing Venus says is like, oh, we're friends now. Uh, She kind of doesn't have any time for this, uh, this little kid. Oh, you're just a little kid. That's what she says. I'm too busy right now to give you my autograph. Maybe next time, little man. Unless Paula is foremost in the party, in which case she says, little girl. And then, uh, if you come back at the right time when you're supposed to get an autograph, she says, Okay, I'll give you my autograph on this banana peel. Here you go. <laughs> oh, and this is a bonus. Smack.
2: We know what that means.
0: I don't know what that means.
2: She gave you a smack on the cheek. And by smack, I mean a kiss on the cheek.
0: How, do, like, I. Did she, or did she, like, whap you on the
2: cheek? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is ambiguous, but. I yeah. assume that based on like the context and the year that this came out and the fact that you're a little kid, it kind of makes sense.
0: I, I'm really not sure either way. It, it seems strange. I'm sure it's much clearer the Japanese. I doubt that mm. Japanese has this ambiguity that English has where the word smack can mean assault or kiss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
1: two very different options. I think the game does this in a couple places where they use smack as like a Hmm. onomatopoeia that doesn't play in English the same way, which is really funny.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: It does at one point much later in the game. Uh, So and that's definitely a kiss at that point. So that's a point in uh, favor of the kiss theory.
2: She could have also kissed the banana peel like, you know, have a like a lipstick print on it. Here's a bonus. But
0: That's great.
2: I don't like that one because I don't think that Mr. Spoon deserves any more than the bare minimum. <laughs> it's kind of a weirdo.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go visit the weirdo and give him this banana.
2: <laughs> she just had a banana peel lying around. Let's not be so <laughs> judgmental, guys.
0: We <laughs> don't know Mr. Spoon's life. Right, we don't know what yeah. drives him to these extreme actions.
2: You're right, you're right. We only a get a glimpse peels in most of these characters.
1: A banana peel is just gonna rot, though. How do you pres- can you preserve a banana peel? Well, you put wanted it, an in it in an eraser.
2: So an eraser is just gonna get erased too. You That's press true. it
0: in a book of poems, mm. like a rose. Yikes! If you talk to Venus again, uh, she says, "Oh, you again? Look, I'm busy right now. I'll give you an autograph next time. Are you here to see my show? And then you can say yes or no." And uh, if you say no, then she says, oh, looks like you aren't too busy. Make yourself at home for a while. A weird thing to s- hmm. say. Uh, but if you say, oh, okay, yes, then she says, OK, then you should give me a big hand. And that triggers her performing again huh. when you leave the green room. Huh. In case you want to see her sing over and over and over again.
1: I'm good. Yeah. Once was enough. F.
0: <laughs> Go back to the museum, pay another $20, give the signed banana peel to Mr. Spoon. He is happy that he has this gross object, and he will let you into the back room of the museum. (laughs) He reveals that there's a giant rat down in the sewers, right? That's what he tells you. Yeah,
2: a huge monster rat. So you already know this going in.
0: The what gets me is the extraordinary thing that he's found. Unless he's talking about the rat, it seems like what he's talking about is hey, there is a sewer manhole opening in the back room of my museum.
2: <laughs> you would think you would know about that,
0: yeah. There's but nothing else in that is... room either. There's like, almost... yeah, it's so <laughs> what's going on with yeah. this museum, but um. This is the only way to get into the 4 side sewers, apparently, and we <laughs> need to get in there and we seems. need to take rid, get rid of this giant monster rat.
1: Cool. Sewer level, a good all-purpose RPG staple.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, the dungeon of the cities.
1: There's not a lot to... S- I, I guess the, the cool thing you do here is you can get down into the muck, which is the first time I think yeah. we've used that. Um, it just makes you move slow. That's mm-hmm. all.
0: Gets a weird, gr- gross noise. It's got a good mm-hmm. crunchy blah 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 noise.
2: Creates like a maze, um, maze-like area.
0: Yeah, it's it's wild how the sewer is portrayed as a single linear. Um, tube of a dungeon Mm. but because you have these up and down tracks that you can't always switch between except when you find a ladder it does it becomes a maze just because of you don't know whether you want to keep going in the gross sledge or if you want to climb out onto the walkway
2: Mm. and there's enemies on both sides yeah and the enemies sometimes look like trash cans which means that you might get tricked
0: yes that has happened
2: And actually, there's that little room on the left when you first walk down into the sewer. There's like a little room to the left of the trash can with a present inside. I think it's a croissant, which is not very good. So I feel like that little room with the trash can inside is just there so that you'll start thinking, ah, there's going to be presents and trash cans in the sewer. So I Mm. should open those trash cans and then you get
0: tricked. Exactly. Perfect player manipulation. (laughs) perfect psychology exhibited mm. by this game
2: mm-hmm.
0: the monsters here are all palette swaps of things we've seen before yeah there's the even meaner mouse the even meaner cockroach the even meaner ghost in a <laughs> in a trash can the yeah. ghost. am i forgetting anything nope okay that's all of them just a bunch of grossos
2: aren't there bugs i thought there were little bugs that Run up to yeah, you the, or is the that cockroaches. Like... Uh huh. Okay.
0: Isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay.
2: I didn't hear that one.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I hope that's what I said. And you can get the broken bazooka down here. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to be smart enough to fix that. Me too.
1: That's like one of a few useful things to repair.
0: But, af- like, the, you know, like all the other dungeons, although the presentation is uh, unique, it it's basically like all the other dungeons, we or the Your Sanctuary dungeons we've seen before, in that it's just a line with a few offshoots that leads to the boss. Mm-hmm. And there is a shining boss star blocking our way up out of the sewers.
1: It's just, there's always just a lens flare around the uh mm. the boss until you get close enough to like squint mm. and see that it's the Playground of doom yeah which is scary. an inc- incredibly 90s name yeah this is like presaging some like Invader Zim nonsense or something yeah mm, mm-hmm. plague rat of dooms is from the plague rat of doom is from angry beavers i'm pretty sure
2: <laughs> it's not cute
0: No.
1: No, he's big and ugly. It's cool. He looks cool.
0: (laughs) He has mushrooms growing out of his butt. Uh, He has huge, like, disturbingly rendered teeth.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's I I think he's, like, not a huge difficulty spike. No. In terms of bosses, no. He's He's, got a lot of HP, but he's pretty easy.
2: But he can smash, He doesn't use any
0: cool spells. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently, according to Wikibound, what Playground of Doom has in common with all the other mouse enemies is that he has maximum guts. Ooh. So that's, I always thought that, like with the rowdy mouses at the beginning of the game, that their thing was they always alternate between a smash attack and a regular mm-hmm. attack. But apparently it's just no, their guts is super high, so they get Smash attacks mm-hmm. roughly half the time. Wow. Interesting. That's a cool, like, racial property of rats that their guts is so high.
2: Mm. They got nothing to lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we took care of him pretty quick, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's dead. I'm um, going to climb up out of the sewers. And we're just outside. What seems to be almost the equivalent of Central Park.
1: Hmm. I
0: don't think I don't know. So. That's how, what it looked like immediately to me, but okay. No. There's another it's...
1: section of foresight that I think of as Central Park.
0: Oh, this is, is it the middle? park that's in the middle? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah it's a, it, This is like a little tucked away area, like a little park on the on the outskirts of the city or something i don't actually know um, where it is can you see this place from inside four
0: yes because there is a guy hanging up against the wall who's like peeking over the oh wall. yeah and he talks about how he's not sure whose place this is and it, the whole place is situated behind the department store building okay. right it's not behind the monotoli building because that's further north yeah um the it's it's definitely not like central park in that yeah it's it's tucked away it's like a weird secret garden is there trash on the floor here no but there's
1: uh two trash cans with items in them
0: no there's like boards on the ground Oh, as if this place was under construction Hmm. or someone dumped a bunch of construction trash here
1: a construction site being, like, a
0: place of power is kind of fascinating. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't look like a construction site, does it? It's, no. It's very ambiguous what it is meant to be. I guess construction site kind of makes sense. Well, it's like
1: an empty, undeveloped lot, where maybe at some yeah. point there was, like, an attempted development that didn't happen or whatever, so it's just gone unused.
2: Yeah, it's well done. Well...
0: It uh, the the main important thing is that there is a thing sticking out of the ground here, a crystal. Not a crystal. It's a, it's got to be metal because it's a giant magnet. It. I know it's got to be metal because it's a giant magnet, but it looks like a crystal to it me. It
2: does.
1: Doesn't but metal? It's a
2: metal
1: but, crystal. Aren't there like minerals Ooh. that show up in like natural yeah. like geodesic patterns like that? I don't yes. know that specific pattern or anything, but like. I'm not, I'm not I'm a geologist. I'm telling you what it
0: looks like to me. It looks like a crystal to me. I guess when, like, bismuth is in uh, in that sort of, like, regular shape, they call it a bismuth crystal, even though it's all metal. Okay. A bismuth crystal.
1: Is that how that works? That's exciting. I'm learning about geology now. This is good.
0: Uh Yeah. So this is bismuth in Earthbound, and it but is the magnet Magnetic hill.
2: Yeah, is that Magnetic? I don't think this is ferromagnetic. Uh, Because this is a hill of magnets, so I assume it's magnetic if it's called Magnet Hill.
1: Well, okay. Bismuth is diamagnetic, so it's like anti-magnetic. Hmm. Cannot be permanently magnetized.
0: (laughs) Consider this: We wondered whether Milky Well contained actual milk. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is kind of an open question whether Lilliput Steps actually is the s- footprints of something mm-hmm. or a-, a natural phenomenon that happens to look like steps. Same thing with Giant yeah. Step.
2: This is It's like a place where kids go and they're like, oh, look at that. That's a hill. It's Magnet Hill. That, those are magnets. You know, they just like yeah. they come up with it or they're like, it's, this is it's... steps of little people. And it's really just like squirrel footprints or something
0: <laughs> it, like it's it's not clear what it really is yeah in any case
2: but it seems magical it seems cool yeah you wouldn't expect and, to find that in this place
0: like this is one of the situation maybe this is just what connects with me personally if i found this in the back part of the city i'd be like wow yeah. i was meant to find this this is my place yeah I get that feeling here in a way that I don't get with Rainy Circle, but that might just be my personal psychology.
2: Interesting. So this is your sanctuary out of the game.
0: I guess. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: yeah this, to me, this is the least sanctuary-ish to me. Like the the first view where it's like, this is a place that you just found in the woods or whatever. And to me, that's cool. But I get, I get, I get that. Like another, a place that's kind of on the outside of the city and nobody ever goes in there and. You found it, and you can tell nobody's been there in a long time. It's cool.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, So there's trash cans to collect stuff out of here?
2: There's at least one box where you can get a carrot
1: key. Oh, they're boxes. They're not not trash cans. They're boxes.
0: Okay. Well, wait. Is there more than one box? I'm thinking very hard. I'm pretty sure there's just the box with the carrot key. There might just be just the one box with the carrot key. That's what this map thing is saying. I
1: believe that, then.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's a carrot key. It's a key what looks like a carrot. Yeah. How strange.
1: That is How it's strange. also
2: unusual that there will be an item in the sanctuary.
0: Yes.
2: But you I guess you need that. It they're they're chaining the sanctuaries this way. So you have to come to this one before you can go to the next one.
0: Exactly.
1: We don't necessarily get too much of a hint here other than knowing that there was weird I don't know if it came up in the episode we were when we were in Delam, but
2: yeah, I don't think we even mentioned it. It was just commonplace. One of,
1: one of the places in Dalam was like a little. It doesn't look like a cave entrance. It's just like an entrance into a wall. You know what?
0: Before we go there, oh, I'm really sorry, but we have to go to Happy Happy Village.
2: Oh, yeah, that's quite a diversion. That, that
1: that sounds important. Let's go.
0: Okay, so. Teleport cannot take us to Happy Happy Village. We have to teleport to Tucson, go through peaceful rest valley into happy happy village. Walk all the way down to that cow that used to be blue. <laughs> now it's just a white cow with spots. Let's try using the carrot key on it and it says cows and carrots? That's a nutty combination. Incredible. Okay, now we can yeah. go to Delam.
2: So that's a someone put that in there on purpose on the off chance that you walk all the way over there to try to give that cow a carrot.
0: I can't explain it.
2: <laughs> that's very cute.
1: There's so much weird over-implementation in this game. And I'm not complaining. It's just... Like, how does that happen? Well, the
0: thing is, so the, the game really doesn't indicate that that's what it's about. Because a lot of this... uh This extra dialogue stuff is in Tucson, right? Stuff to do with uh, uh, Everdred, especially. I guess so, yeah. Um, The the game never says, like, never makes you go back to Tucson for any, like, critical reason. Mm -hmm. That you would then be exposed to all this change to dialogue and realize that the world has changed. It it just does this very quietly and really to all outside appearances looks like a super linear game where the last town is completely out of the game's memory Hmm. and so when you find these little bits and pieces it's so exciting even if i didn't really find it i saw it in the text dump
2: But that is cool. I bet there are people. Maybe they even did it because somebody tried to do it. You know, maybe they put that line in there because one of their testers or family or something tried to walk back and give that cow a carrot. Yeah. A carrot. I don't
0: think I think that I I don't know from cows very much, but I suspect that sometimes cows do eat carrots.
2: Yeah, I, I would take that bet.
0: I don't think that's as nutty a combination as this cow is indicating.
2: I feel like I've given a cow a carrot before.
0: Okay. We're hot on the trail of proving this game wrong. Okay, what do we really want to do with the carrot key? Take it to bunnies?
2: Yeah, the description says it's a special type of bunny's favorite carrot.
0: Okay. Special so, type of bunny.
2: I guess, yeah, you have to remember what that could mean. It's a little... It depends on what order you do things in, but it's a little tricky.
0: There's the, the other much easier to find piece of text is if you happen to take the boat to Scaraba at this point. Oh yeah. The captain will say, "Hey, what what kind of bunny would eat that carrot?" <laughs> and it's like clearly there as kind of a hint, but it doesn't look like uh it, it, it from that sentence. I can't tell what I'm supposed to do with this carrot key, but it's a good reminder. Like, yeah, yeah. If you if you still have it and you haven't used it, it. yeah, yeah. I wonder if the hint guy. Hold on. Uh, If you have the carrot key, this is the hint man talking. You should go to Dalam and give it to the bunny at Pink Cloud. Okay. Wait. If you don't have the carrot key, you should go to Magnet Hill. You should be able to find the carrot key there that's a rare instance of a hint that like, isn't divided into two hints for two steps. Interesting. Hmm.
2: I guess that assumes that the hint, you're not showing the hint guy everything in your pockets.
0: (laughs) Well, well, I think at long last I'm going to give this key to these carrot or these rabbit statues. Makes sense. And they're all just going to disappear.
1: Yeah.
2: Also makes it sense.
0: Disappear with a slightly different effect than we see when we erase a pencil with the pencil eraser.
2: Oh, it
1: is
0: some kind some kind
1: of different uh, magic at work here.
0: <laughs> the pencil eraser effect is like deletes individual pixels And, like, at random. And then these guys disappear as, like, rows of pixels at a time. Hmm. Because the animation effect person on the game wanted something to do. (laughs) And now I'm going to go inside of this dungeon, finally.
1: We have a second dungeon right in a row. Yeah. The Pink Cloud Dungeon is another cave, but this one's all about, like, verticality, Hmm. where... There are long ropes to get up to upper chambers and then holes to drop down to lower chambers. And there's a little bit of trial and error in falling to the right place to get to the end of the dungeon, basically.
0: Yes, now that we're in the sixth main dungeon of the game, we can introduce puzzles. And the puzzle <laughs> is, which of these three holes will lead you to the exit of the dungeon?
2: Yeah, it's a little punishing if you, if you don't keep track or if you don't get lucky and you have yeah, to keep it, it, going through over and over
0: it's the stupidest simplest version of a puzzle the, yeah. certainly like the most um like the, the earthbound doesn't have to invent any new systems to make this work yeah. unless this is the first time we've had holes that you fall into i'm not sure
2: i don't remember um, falling in a hole before
0: i guess this is the first hole but like, it's so simple, but in earthbound terms, it really is way more punishing than previous dungeons. Yeah.
2: It's like, it's a different feeling than the other dungeons. You do feel yeah. like you're taking a leap of faith and you may get lucky or you may not. I guess the good part of it is that it's a good place to level up. So the you get a lot of XP. Mm.
1: And the enemies here, in contrast to the one we just did, there's no repeats here. These are all new guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, this place is unusual.
1: And it's a bunch of weirdos. We start Mm -hmm. to get, like, these far more abstract enemies um, than a lot of what we've seen. Though I guess we've seen some abstract enemies in, like, Moonside. Yeah. But here you've got, like, a little thundercloud. There's a guy that's just a... Man who is being electrocuted, and you see his skeleton. Mm. <laughs> uh, Conducting Tengu. menace. Conducting yeah, tangu. menace. Tengu is here.
2: That's a weird one.
1: It's like a floating head with a tail, who's got a flute to play. Uh,
0: uh, Tengu is creepy.
2: Yeah, I the the attacks that it does are creepy. Like it, well, it, it'll yes. put you to sleep or poison you, but. For some reason, when it breathes in through its flute, I always I find that like kind of weird.
0: Yeah, and it's that's
2: it's not you're not supposed really to do that. Really creepy. <laughs> that's not how a flute works. What is it doing? Such a
0: good detail.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird attack.
0: I'm now looking at the sprite closely, uh, outside of the game for maybe the first time, and it's a disturbing sprite. Yeah, because it's not a floating head; it's a head attached to. I wanted to interpret it as like a wisp of smoke, but it's clearly more like a flesh tendril. Yeah, connecting it to the ground or something. Tengu is fleshy. Hands don't appear to be connected to the rest of its body.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And the overworld sprites for all these guys are the same. It's just like a weird spark that's flying through Mm -hmm. the air. Yeah. There's
2: a lot of thunder attacks being done. So there's mm -hmm, a spark theme.
1: Got to make sure you have that uh, Franklin badge. Yeah. I feel like this is a trend we're going to see as we get further in the game where you start to see fewer and fewer unique enemy sprites Mm -hmm. and everything starts to get a little more homogenous where you'll Mm -hmm. be going through a zone and you mostly see the same sprite on the overworld and you just kind of have to hope or like (laughs) guess or intuit what enemy you're going to fight. Which is, like, different than how the game has operated thus far, where most of the time you can have a pretty good idea of what your next encounter is going to be.
0: And um, it interacts, interestingly, with, like, the tradition of random encounters that you don't see coming.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Because in so many games you just walk over a tile and suddenly you're fighting a guy. The cool thing about Earthbound up to a point was you see that guy over there and you know what it is and you can like make a plan to avoid it or try to sneak up on it. Yeah. And now it kind of has gone back to you may as well just be getting a random encounter Mm -hmm. when you walk into a room. Like the being able to see all these sparks flying around doesn't give you any useful information, except maybe how many sparks there are.
1: Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's a cool shift as we get further into the game here. Now, uh, I don't have anything much more to say except, oh wait, we get a uh, an equip item for Pooh here. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bracer of kings.
2: And it says it's for him. Otherwise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, otherwise I think we should know by now that he can't equip other things.
0: We didn't uh say that while we were talking about all of others all of Pooh's other peccadillos. But yeah, how could we say another
2: thing about him?
1: <laughs> he only will equip items for royalty. Mm.
2: Makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It makes him like a lord in Fire Emblem terms Mm -hmm. where he's able to equip the special stuff. And yet he's not the main guy. He's not the leader. He's the nobleman with all the special powers and like kind of uh, more of the standard tropes of a chosen one than Hmm. Ness. Yeah. But he is like, I'm going to serve Ness. I'm going to follow Ness around.
2: Maybe he'll have his own spinoff. to
0: be. Um... That would be really rad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this game could have been from his perspective.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We find out why he's level sixteen when we pick him up.
2: Yeah. (gasps)
1: There's like an entire (laughs) like three hour game where you have to go through and get from level one to there.
2: That would be awesome.
0: He has to do his tau training and his Zeta training. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's do this. Yep. Uh there's a boss here. There's another lens flare, and this time the boss is two guys, Thunder and Storm.
2: Shocking, like
0: in Big Trouble in Little China. I right?
1: Would you be? But mad they're actually. If I told you I'd never seen Big Trouble in Little China,
0: I would be entirely unsurprised after the reaction I just got. Yeah, I don't think I've seen
1: that <laughs> <laughs> I'll make an effort to see it. I promise
0: it's really good i hear very good it's, things about it uh the, the thing i want to say about big trouble in little china is you should w- when you're watching it interpret it as someone's D campaign <laughs> oh that's fun it is it has very strong DD energy
1: okay okay i can get behind that
0: but it also has other dimensions too i just love it and i have a figurine from big trouble in little china right here i'll hold it up to the microphone please this is david lopan and he's just articulated enough to uh gesture menacingly at the microphone
2: wow
0: yeah cool and the boss is thunder and storm and it's like a fujin and raijin guy who are tangled together they look really cool
1: Mm. one of them's holding a carrot to I guess close
0: out the, uh, what? the arc we're on.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Isn't he? I don't remember this.
2: Oh it is.
0: Is that a carrot? I think that's a fan. I think <laughs> either Fujin or Raijin is traditionally defect uh, the Thunder is has a fan to um to represent that he you know makes I don't know. It's but, awfully orange.
2: And the other one has rabbit Hold ears. Hold
0: on,
1: you guys are. No, 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 <laughs> no. It, it's awfully orange. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, maybe it's. It could be both. It could be like.
1: Oh, it does look like a fan in this other art, though. Oh, okay. Uh, now, now I'm just looking. Yeah. I'm on Google, just looking at people's deviant arts. So. Okay. Uh, people are mixed on if it's a fan or a carrot. Okay.
2: Well, they could just have a little. I'm gonna prove deck. that it's a
1: carrot. I it mean, is a fan. fan. It's with a carrot coloration perhaps <laughs> uh yeah two guys but it's one target uh he will do a lot of electric tech attacks at you obviously
0: uh enough that he kind of becomes too easy <laughs> yeah because if you have that franklin badge and he targets or the the thunder happens to target that person often enough um mm-hmm. uh, then Thunder and Storm spends a lot of turns damaging itself.
1: You also have, like, the RPG thing where now you have a full party of people. So just for every one turn the enemy's getting, you're getting four. Yeah. So mathematically, yeah. you're just, your output is uh, way high. And you've got Paula and Pooh who both have Psychic Freeze, which is probably the best, like, damaging move in the game. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, not, like, pure output, but as in, like, investment, how much you get out of it for the resources it costs, you know? Definitely. So, uh, pretty easy boss fight. Also, the first boss that's not really, like, an upgraded version of... Let me think it's true. Is is this the first boss that's not an upgraded form of an enemy we already fought? But
0: it's an upgraded form Uh, of those Thundercloud guys. Oh, I guess so. That's probably true.
2: I guess we have to assume it is, even if it's not exactly the same visually, because follows the pattern
0: the after we beat these guys we can pass through to the sanctuary of the pink cloud it's a cloud
1: and it's pink cool wacky yeah
0: and there is a little soft serve swirl that is the locus of the pink cloud the focus of the storm the center of dalam that gives it its floating powers in the uh at least the version of the OST that I have, the Dalam music is called The Floating Kingdom of Dalam, lending credence ah. to the theory that it is floating. But I don't know if the the soundtrack titles are canon. They might be like the, the German episode titles of Twin Peaks.
1: I was thinking about that because there's another song we were going to talk about on an adjacent episode um, that I had the same question about. So interesting.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, anyways, we collect that. We get a vision of our mother. Hmm. Uh, We previously, when we beat the playground of doom, saw a baby's bottle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes.
0: So I'm starting to form. Perhaps kind of a gestalt image of a baby doing baby things. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: cool. Does anyone else get that feeling?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Babies are okay. known for doing baby things. So then point. now that we've accomplished this, uh we're done. Yeah. Nothing left to do but uh choose the scenario, coupo.